Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. Remember, uh, the show is uh, about you and our dialogue Yesterday was such a great show. I've been really enjoying uh, the program the last few weeks. Uh, just really enjoying the variety of questions and the dialogue. Um, we, I, I'm still a little, um, I'm still praying um, and encouraged by yesterday's conversation with the young lady that called in from Greeley. Uh, I'm going to scroll through and see if I can remember her name, um, but she was calling in asking about. Uh, Lilith. Her name is Crystal. And what a great question. Uh, and then even when I asked her, if you guys were with us yesterday, I asked her, well, how do you know about this? It's because some feminist down the college campus introduced Lilith to her. And a couple, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I'm encouraged by that. One is her boldness uh, and her bravery to come on a public national radio program and ask that question. Um, and two, Christian radio, I'm encouraged that for 10 years now, we're on our 11th year, we've been on the air here in Colorado, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and Calvary Live, of course, connects us with uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, we've got Truth FM, I think Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, perhaps, um, we got Minnesota, we got California. Um, we've got Wyoming. We're on quite a few different stations, and but but Grace FM is a local radio station, and I'm just sharing some things while we start the show. So give me a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I'm sure I, I want you, I want you guys to to understand that when we ask for money, we are not like begging for it, uh, and you never have to feel pressured. But I do want you to consider it. And don't, don't put us in the category of Way FM or K-Love that like do major, major telethon type things where they hold the music hostage until you give and then ring bells. And, you know, they're multi-million dollar companies that, on that business model. And it is a business model. There's a very tight business plan for every station they put on the air. We're not like this. Hope FM's not like this. Truth FM's not like that. Your local station that, that comes out of your local church, most likely a Calvary Chapel, is not like that. We depend upon, for our operating costs, the faithful giving of the church and those of you that have been blessed by this. Same with our radio broadcast, Abounding Grace, uh, which has been on the air 18 years, I think, of the 20 years that we've been a church. 
and we depend upon the faithful giving. And I just want to encourage you, like that call yesterday, I can't get out of my mind. I'm so encouraged because I know for every person that's calling like that, there's another hundred, two, three, four hundred listening that don't call uh, on that same question or that same issue or on the college campus getting bombarded by nonsense uh, because that's what they do. That's their full-time job is to bombard kids with falsehoods and try to try try to um what's the word i want i want to say brainwash but that's kind of an incendiary word like influence probably um create followers i don't know the word i'm looking for but um you have that opportunity to partner with us and so when a call like that comes in then you get to be a part of it because you help fuel the bills that come with this station uh like you know we got to pay licenses equipment phone things light fcc we got our license license fees um computers staff electric bill um that kind of stuff so so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Uh, I see that someone's calling in with a sexual question, and that's not this kind of show. So it's a good reminder. Uh, this is a family show, a family station. We won't take those kind of calls. Uh, those kind of questions, those intimate sexual type questions should be asked of your pastor personally. Um, you can ask him after a service. You can call your church. Uh, and talk to them privately. But we got a lot of kids not only listening to this show, but also calling into this show, and we just won't take questions like that. Um, if it is a genuine, real concern, call your pastor. Just call your church. Uh, our church offices are still open, so if you're part of Calvary, you can always call. There's a, We have pastors there every single day of the week. Um, but I encourage you to call your pastor, and maybe you need uh, counseling if you and your wife disagree on those things. But... Um, that's we won't handle those kind of questions ever on our show. It's not that kind of show. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Text me 720-336-0897. Here's a text question. It says, do you have any books or references that talk about the timeline of the Bible and how they line up with history like we were taught in the public schools. Okay, so I don't have a book. I saw this question come in yesterday, and I started doing some searching, and I didn't see anything. So don't go, there's some weird sites out there with timelines that are kind of sucker sites. So don't do that. Um, sorry, my chair is pretty squeaky. Um, so let me fix that. Um, so you've got the references for a timeline, I would suggest you go to Answers in Genesis org and start there because I haven't been able to find one yet. I know they're out there. Uh, I have never used one before to line up like that. I've I've seen timelines. I've you know a good Bible handbook, a good Bible dictionary will have timelines in it. Let me see what I have on my my. Um, let's see here on my 
computer program. Does it have a timeline? No. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. I can't do it on the air, um, but I, I'm sure this would be a good one for you, Kevin. You want to find a good, reliable time frame uh, timeline of the Bible? Uh, that would be awesome. This person would love it, and I know this is right up your alley. Uh, so maybe Kevin can help us. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Can you help me understand another text question while we're waiting for the calls to come in? Uh, can you help me understand if we as believers will come back with the second coming of Jesus? Well, that's a great question. Let me phrase the answer in light of the difference between the rapture of the church, which is Jesus Christ coming for his saints, and the second return of Jesus which is him returning with his saints. So the first one is coming for us to meet him in the air. And the second one is the, the return of Christ, the second coming of Christ is us, because we're already there, right? With the believers that have died in Christ before us. So we're already there and we will be returning with him. So let me just get you that reference so that I can uh, show you that. Um, for some reason, my resources are not lining up today. Uh, and let me just see if I can find it here. In Zechariah, I got it. Well, let's see. The rapture um, in Jude chapter 1 Verse 14, it says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. So that verse alone reminds us that we're coming with him. In the rapture, he's coming for us. All right? Thanks for, um, thanks for your text. And here's another text. Maybe the word coerce is better than brainwash. I agree with you, which also reminds me of, oh man, I just had another word, coerce and entice, uh, entice with false teaching. So thank you. That's a great, great word. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got a caller. Joshua is calling from Greeley, Colorado. Joshua, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. What's going on? Well, I... Uh... I've been going to a church really with my family um, for quite a while now, and I, I'm just, I've been feeling kind of the tug um, on on my heart, my God, to um, find a church that's more more biblically sound. Um, I listen to your, your guys' program often. I do quite a bit of driving to work. And I just love how in-depth um, Calvary Chapel in general dives in, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Yes. Um, we've really we've stuck in with this church for quite a while, especially because of the child program. Okay. My kids are one and two years old, and their child program is great. It was biblical, and um, just offers a whole lot of uh, things to my kids. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I just I was hoping to get some verses to be able to back up my 
desire for, for uh, more of a biblically sound church. Well, I think I think as you as you're thinking through about being the leader in your home and considering what you're receiving from the pulpit uh, in the current church, that you are on the right track, right? We want to be in a church that, like, we have a model of the church in the Book of Acts, and in the Book of Acts, there was a dedication to the Word of God, there was a dedication to fellowship, there was a dedication to breaking of bread and to prayer. And the, the church started out as an organism, as a group that was committed to honoring the risen Savior, you know, because at that time, Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, and the uh, necessity of, of moving in that direction of saying, okay, now we know that Jesus is returning— uh, what will we do? And we see right away that they placed a great emphasis on teaching. Uh, they placed a great emphasis on uh, using the scriptures. You know, at that time, of course, the scriptures were the Old Testament, but the gospel is all over the Old Testament. Uh, and, you know, we know that the Bible was important to them because remember on the day of Pentecost, when Peter gets up to share with the, gro- the crowd that there, he quotes the Bible from memory. He doesn't pull... He doesn't pull a scroll out. Uh, he, he begins to declare to them exactly what they're seeing uh, and watching, you know, what, what they're, what, he's explaining what's happening spiritually with the facts of the scripture and what God had promised. And, and so I'm obviously biased, right? I walked into a Calvary Chapel, lost as lost could be. I was saved in a Calvary Chapel. I was trained in a Calvary Chapel, and now I get to pastor one here in Colorado, and we were just trained, teach, open the Bible, teach it word for word. That's how we were yeah. trained. Um, the Bible, God gave us the whole Bible, so it doesn't matter where it is. Uh, every single part of the Bible is profitable, and although it may, take, uh, it, it may take longer for people to develop an appetite for what's known as expository teaching, um, even though Calvary chapels aren't the only ones that are doing expository teaching, they're some of the only churches— and I can say this with confidence, some of the only churches left that are teaching expositorily through the whole Bible. So a lot of churches like to teach through books of the Bible now. Um, they're even right. training that in some of the Southern Baptist churches. But, but for Calvary Chapel, we're Genesis to Revelation, all of it, every word, as long as it takes. And, and so I think of Acts chapter 2, right? I, 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 when I taught through in Acts chapter 2, I, I suggested to our church— that it's important that you find a church that's well. I use that word well, W-E-L-L. One that's a worshiping church, an evangelistic church, a learning church, and a loving church. And, and so the, the, obviously you're going to want a church that's vibrant in their worship, and that's not just in music. Um, that's in the expression of worship in life. And an evangelistic church, you know, the, the early church was after the lost. They weren't creating a little club. They were going after the lost. However, they didn't stop with going after the lost. They, they then taught the Bible verse by verse. And we know that because later on in the book of Acts, when the widows were complaining in Acts chapter 6, uh, they, the, uh, the, the leaders, the apostles said, you know, we can't take time to run this this program to help the widows. We need to find people to do it because we've got to dedicate ourselves to prayer and the study of God's word. 
And right. a great example of that is right now at the church. I'm not at the church um, on Thursdays because I'm home studying all day. And I've got a team of people that take care of the day-to-day things of the church so that I can put my head down and study all day. I do that a couple of days a week, minimum. And the idea that you want to be in a church that that you are receiving a steady diet of the Word of God uh, is actually a confirmation of the entirety of the Bible. Um, you're, you're right on track. And as much as your kids love the kids program right now, it's kind of like this. You know, usually... Um, Parents will kind of go to a church that's teaching the Bible, and and then they let their kids eat cotton candy um, because the church doesn't have a real strong program for kids. But sometimes it's the other way around, isn't it? The kids have a great program because they teach guys how to plant churches that you better have a good kids program because parents will leave if you don't. Literally, they teach you that, um, okay. which is unfortunate, right? Because you can have a hopping, happy Easter egg uh, finding children's program for your kids, and they never learn the Bible. Um, or you can have something for the kids and the pulpit doesn't support it because the parents are dying upstairs or, you know, in the sanctuary, but you want to find a church that is balanced so that when you leave, you're like, man, I, I learned more about my God today. Right. Right. And, you know, at this church, you know, they, they're more of, uh, they, they do more uh, I can't remember what it's called exactly, but so they'll teach about certain things. It's basically being a better Christian, a better person. Um, but there's just not a whole lot of um, there's just not a whole lot of us going through the word, you know, and and, and talking about sin as well. It seems like a lot, a lot of churches nowadays, unfortunately, are more seeking the the lost or at least bringing in and not so much teaching about the person and helping what's on the cross. Um, so, well, with, that, John, with that, sorry, go ahead. I'm just, I mean, your your cell phone is breaking out so bad, like I didn't understand anything. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm driving right now. <laughs> um, I was just saying that it, it's our... Our uh, church often talks about like topical things. Yes. Instead of and you know, topical studies are valuable for what they are, but it's sort of like you know, eating vitamins. Um, vitamins are good for what they are, but they're not nourishing. Right. And you can only you can only get so many topicals on giving, and so many topical. And and don't misunderstand. Sometimes even a church that goes through the Bible, a pastor can have its, his own. Uh, hobby horse that he pauses on and uses, and right. and so it's it's not necessarily good church, bad church. It really is. Look, I know. I remember when we started this station, and we were getting some resistance from uh, people in the church about starting the station. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand how. Why would a church put a radio station? And I said because we want to provide the word of God to all the people in churches that don't get it. Right and to supplement and to encourage and and to create a new appetite. And we had no desire to hurt other churches, but I was hoping to encourage other pastors to go, you know what? Um, I want to teach like that. 
It's actually easier to teach through the Bible because you just open up the Bible and go, oh, what did I leave off last time? Okay, right. and you're already in context. You're already, you already have the author taken care of. You already have the audience taken care of. You have the, you have, not only are you teaching what's said, but you're teaching it in context. I mean, it's actually easier to teach through the Bible uh, than it is to develop, unless, you know, some guys are buying sermons now. And at any rate, that's a whole different discussion. But, you know, there's a great Calvary Chapel in Greeley. Have you guys gone there yet? Um, yes, actually, I was going there before in my wife's country and started our family. Um, and it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but my wife, at the time, she had just become a new believer. And so some of the some of the uh, historical things that they went through and, and sure. bring things to the perspective and stuff, it kind of just broke her head in, in a lot of ways. You know, she didn't grow and up with Bible, she didn't grow up with different Bible stories and stuff like that. So sometimes it's a little hard for her to progress with and and that's that that's something where you you would say that's normal because right. now you're being brought this broadened view of the bible where i i think sometimes we also walk in and think i've got to understand everything and and we don't understand everything you know we we're never going to understand everything and so what you do though over time if you give it a year or two and, and i know that sounds kind of interesting what do we give a year or two but if you give it a year or two like you it will come around because the Holy Spirit, you learn how to learn from the Holy Spirit, not necessarily the crafty way a man puts a message together, right? It's because a sermon's not a TED Talk. We're, we're so used to TED Talks and con condensed information and Instagram posts that as pastors, we're challenged to captivate um, to captivate audiences so that, they'll, that we can take them through the Bible. But, but it's possible. And um, what you're... What you're thinking about in finding a more uh, robust teaching church, you you are absolutely on track. It's it, it is the it is the best long term for you and your family. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that time. Um, thank you for the information. I okay, I brother. I definitely want to leave my family, you know, and do as such. Luckily, we serve a God who keeps us where we're at. So, okay, brother. God bless us. Stay in touch. Thank you. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's a great question. I know a lot of you listening in. I We never, you know, for us as, uh, as a church, as a church, me, pastor, I don't desire churches to hurt. I don't desire people to leave a church and go to another one. I don't desire people to leave uh, a church and come to our church. I want to go after the lost. I, I desire to reach a community. Uh, I, I, re, I desire to be used of the Lord uh, to um, connect the gospel to people. That's not to say I don't realize that people do go from church to church. That is possible. Obviously, when we moved to Colorado, we left our church, and we went to another church. So it's not sinful. Um, but for pastors to want that or compare churches or you know it's like uh we're raising and instead of making disciples a lot of churches are making consumers i was just reading i have uh i get i get i like you in my neighborhood i get all these fancy flyers of brand new churches in town and i save them all pray for them 
Um, I've got them all scanned into my computer, and from time to time, I'll look through them, and I found some old ones. A very, very prominent church, incredibly large, like huge church um, that doesn't exist today. Um, and I watched them grow, and I watched their demise as I was reading that flyer. And, you know, the flyer kind of explained, uh, the flyer that I'm not going to explain, I don't want to, I'm not going to give the details because that'll probably highlight the church, but the flyer itself I think it was their last major flyer that they sent out inviting people to their church. We're talking thousands of people. Vibrant, vibrant. Had land to, to build and everything. and But it just disintegrated um, almost instantly, just a series of events. And and I, I know that part of their outreach was to take from other churches. Our church is better. Our church is better. Our church is better. That's just dumb. Stop saying that. Your church isn't better. My church isn't better. We aren't anything compared to the purity and glory of Jesus Christ. So your church isn't better, Pastor. My church isn't better. We are, our church here is a collection of hurting, broken, uh, imperfect people. That's not a marketing thing. It's not a flyer thing. (laughs) It's just the truth uh, that we are broken. Uh, and we are filled with broken people, but beautiful people. Uh, I love our church, and I love the people of our church, and I love the stories. I love the quickness to repent. I love the uh, the the fact that there are so many that want to make things right. So, I mean, we can go on and on, and and so when you when you're looking for a church. You've, you've got to be in the, and, and I was telling somebody recently too that I don't believe you can just choose churches. I think you have to go where God leads you. I don't think it, I don't really think what we have, like we choose churches, like we choose whether to go to Safeway or King Supers. I, I don't think that's God's intention for churches. Well, you know, I don't like what you're doing. You know, like this whole thing with masks, right? I don't like what you're masks. I'm going to go to a church that doesn't have masks. All right. I mean, where, where in the Bible is that? I thought the Bible said for you to deny yourself. Well, um, well, um, well, you know, I mean, take it to the Lord. You tell me where the Bible says. Tell me when the Holy Spirit said, yes, I want you to indulge yourself in your anger and your frustration and your complaining and go find a church you agree with. No, sometimes God has us in a church we don't agree with or that's a rough spot so that we'll be refined, so that we'll be changed, uh, so that we'll be honed down, so we'll be chastened perhaps. Um, but this this hopping from church to church, which I don't think the brother was asking. I didn't get that at all from him, but it is part of the question, you know, where this whole idea of church hopping, it's not in the Bible. I mean, like if you were in the church in Corinth, you know, you couldn't just go down to the church, the second church of Corinth or the third church of Corinth, because there wasn't one. There was only one in the whole city. And, you know, with the uh, idea of the... um uh, so many churches in town and all that that um, you you can just hop from one to another. No, the Lord doesn't want that um, at all. So, good stuff. Love talking about this because uh, people hang in the balance. People's lives hang in the balance. All right. Uh, for the person that wanted the timeline, somebody sent me a link. I cannot validate the people that put it out. But it looks pretty interesting. It's called 
AmazingBibleTimeline.com. AmazingBibleTimeline.com. It looks pretty fascinating. And it says, Bring History to Life. And it has some time frames. It has some history. The Mayan festival, the Incas expand to the Indies. And then it lines it up with things that are happening uh, biblically. So this may be what you were looking for. Uh, AmazingBibleTimeline.com And there's a digital map and timeline on digital. So AmazingBibleTimeline.com I think is exactly what you're looking for. So the person that texts that in, thank you. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. It's the second half of the program. It goes by so quickly. Uh, by the time I look up at the clock, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's already halfway done. But we're there, and we're taking your calls. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. And also, we have a text line that's always open. Uh, after hours, it's open for your prayer requests. If you want to pray, we, we take these and we send them out to uh, prayer warriors and people that pray. So if you want to you want to send a prayer request, and you can use this number anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. That's for texting only. During the program, we take questions on it. And so you can use that if you're in a safe place to text. I was mentioning in the first half, please give to Grace FM. Go to gracefm.com, set up a recurring gift. Uh, we talked about just the beauty of, of what the Lord does through the show uh, every day, all day, 24 um, 7. Be a part of it. Partner with us, would you? Um, go to gracefm.com or get the app and set up a recurring gift. You don't need to be concerned about it. Any amount, I mean, any amount helps. Um, but of course, if you can give uh, larger amounts, please do. Um, I mean, the station's going to go on with or without giving. You're like, oh, you know, there's another ministry asking for money. No, the Bible, Jesus said, if you don't have, if you don't ask. So we're going to ask, um, but we're not going to beg, right? We're we're just going to ask you to partner with us. If the, if the Stations blessed you, you know, because things that are free, you're like, well, you know, that's free. I don't have to pay for it. And you don't. It'll always be free. We're not going to charge for it. We're not going to do a subscription. We're a church. We're not going to charge for it. However, there are hard costs involved, significant hard costs. For this station, of course, anytime you hear this, uh, if you're listening to this program on another station, give to that local station, that local church that's putting it on the air, okay? GraceFM.com, though, for you guys here in Colorado. It'd be awesome. If you gave regularly, the Lord will bless you. Every time you hear something, people get saved, lives change, uh, you will be a part of it. Like at the Bema seat somehow, God will sort it all out. And you, uh, you know, I was noticing in the stock market now, you could buy fractional shares. That means you, you, you can buy a piece. And, and investing in the kingdom of God, you have a piece 
of what God's doing. It's kind of cool. All right. Uh, line two is Ivan, Denver, Colorado. Ivan, welcome to the program. Hey, Ivan, are you with us? You ask a really good question. Uh, you probably couldn't wait till the second half of the program, but your question is, were there two Adam and Eves? Because Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 seem to be two different accounts. Uh, and so what you're reading in the Bible is uh, Gen- Genesis chapter 1 is an overview of, of creation, and Genesis 2 is detail. Um, and that's pretty much what you're reading. Uh, there's not two different Adam and Eves. Uh, there are just one Adam and one Eve. And so you've got a more detailed account uh, given to us. That's it. Uh, sometimes the questions are um, sometimes the questions are a little more uh, easier than others. Um, Genesis one gives the order of events. Genesis two, Genesis two gives us the uh, more content about them um, because you've got the chronological order, you've got the outline, you have um, animals being made, and then you also have a, in Genesis two you have a topical order, not a chronological, but a topical order with more details, and even have the animals that are named. So great question. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand three zero three. Six nine zero three thousand, all the way out to Philadelphia. Christian, welcome to the program. Uh, hi, Ed. How are you today? I'm good, Christian. What's up? Um, uh, I have a question about a coworker and uh, one one of our recent interactions. Um, I work in a, uh, in the solar industry, and I'm an electrician, and um, it's a pretty physical job, and. There was a younger uh, trainer who was considered a trainer who came onto our job site, and me and another worker were working very hard. And because he was, he felt entitled. He just pretty much sat back and just watched us work, and left early, left the job early, and we, we couldn't complete the job. Um, so, you know, um, I guess I got a little proud about it, and. You know, I, appro- I approached him about it, and it was all through, like, an email. And I emailed him, you know, saying, um, you know, that the customer was upset that we were working for. And he noticed that uh, he wasn't, that uh, the guy, the guy, the trainer wasn't working with us. Um, so I talked hey, cri- to the Christian, owner and made sure Hey, hey Christian, that, Christian, can yeah. you hear me? I yeah. think that if we can, let's shorten the story a little bit and get to the question. It'll okay. help with other callers. All right, so... Well, what comes down to is through the email chain, we go back and forth. Uh, our bosses get involved, and then finally, uh, it gets all the way up to uh, like a high up boss. And okay. I feel like I snitched on him, but I'm not okay. really sure if I did the right thing. Because we were working all day, and we were, you know, I was taking the like the Jesus role, knowing that you know I don't I didn't matter the pain or anything that I was in, but I just felt belittled, like that he was just okay. sitting there watching us work and kind of like so I like the on us. I- so let's talk about yeah. that. Let's ask some questions of the situation. So you use the word snitch, and snitch has a real negative connotation, doesn't it? It it, it makes it sound like uh, that there's some unwritten code that we cover for each other when we do wrong, and that a person that snitches uh, breaks that code, right? And so let's ask the let's ask a few questions. Uh, did you do the right thing when you? 
communicated the behavior of your coworker? Yes. And would you consider that snitching? Um, no, not really. I mean, is it, are you mandated to report that kind of stuff? Um, I guess, I guess, I mean, to, for like the other workers that work hard, I feel like there was some kind of, um, you know, I felt like I had to do that to protect okay. you know, their integrity. Okay. So let's step back one more. Would it be, was it, did, before you reported him, did you talk to him? Uh, yes. So I think that following that path that you talked to him, you tried to work it out. It wasn't able to be worked out. You reported to your immediate supervisor and backed off. doesn't sound like you did anything wrong the way you describe it. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, it's hard. That it's. I can tell you this. So let me follow up then. This is why people don't report things. This is why people let things go. This is why, uh, you know, you just kind of, well, you know, that's the way it's going to be and uh, and people get away with things because it's painful. Like it does have repercussions. It's telling the truth and shedding light on something that's dark. I, I know that I've had to go to HR before in the workplace uh, when I was a manager, but I always tried to work it out. Like I always tried to make sure that that was the last thing, unless it was some illegal thing. I had to go to HR right away. But if it was some personal thing, some work habit thing, I always tried to work it out with the guys uh, and the gals. I had uh, you know, a whole team of people working for me, but I couldn't always work it out. And that's why they put HR and my supervisors in, in my life because they'll try to work it out and it's not my problem anymore. Right. Very enlightening. All right, Appreciate Christian. It. God bless you, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, See you later. You. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. We're going to head over to St. Louis, Missouri. Walter, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ed. Wow, I've been listening uh, to the whole show, and then before that I was listening to Bill, uh, who, long story about how I got hooked up with him again after about 12 years. Anyway, oh, wonderful. Um, I really appreciated your advice to the young man, uh, Matthew, was his name, I believe, and my wife and I have been separated for over seven years, but have never really mm. considered divorce. I would not. Um, Good. So... You know, lots of issues are still unresolved, but things have been getting better. And I had a similar issue with the submission, and once I told Diane in a fit of anger that if she wouldn't submit, I'd find somebody who would. And that's my worst memory about ways I've been mean and just controlling, basically. Yes. Um, I had to repent of a lot of anger and bitterness at people who I believe encouraged her to rebel and yes. uh, the prime suspect is the wife of our former pastor who's since left him. So I don't know oh, if sorry. I can find her, but I've reached out to him, and maybe I'll get in touch, been able to work that out somehow. And I, I appreciate your prayer that things will keep getting better as I humble myself and obey God. I believe I need also to be filled with the Spirit, and that's another long story. But um, that's it. Well, let's do that. Let's do that. Father, I pray for my friend Walter in St. Louis and uh, his marriage, God, and his wife, and just how easy it is for us to um, harden the hearts of our wives with what we do or what we say, uh, with our flippant attitudes or even just an errant, dumb thing. And I can hear in Walter's voice uh, regret 
certain, Lord, that there's been confession and repentance already, and now we ask that you would do what only you can do. You can restore. You can rebuild. Uh, you are able to restore the years that the locust has eaten. And, you know, I pray against the bad advice. I pray against the ungodliness. I pray against the wicked schemes of the enemy that are hatched in the spiritual realm and lived out in the physical realm. So I pray that one day Walter will call us back and begin to share with us the steps that you're taking in his life to reconcile him with his wife. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, amen. All right buddy. God bless you, man. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Here's a great, um, here's a great question. What, what do we do for dates? We used to go to bars and clubs but my wife and I are trying to walk more in the light. Uh, a whole host of different alternatives to do things together with your wife. Uh, there, of course, are, are outdoor activities, riding bikes and hiking and going to the mountains, um, church attendance or events or the dinners and things that they have are alternatives. Um, of course, there's, there's theater. Um, we... Um, started we did something i just saw recently um the youth guys did it top golf and then i said man i think we need to take the staff so we had a at this place called top golf and i plan on taking my wife there again uh just me and her and hitting some golf balls together and this thing of uh it was pretty fascinating it's kind of like bowling uh, we're not good at it but we could have fun uh bowling uh, our options. We've got a few minutes left on the show. So if you guys have a date option, text it in. I'll try to read it on the air of something that you've done or something you enjoy doing. You know, I think there, there's quite a bit of variety uh, just to get away and stay away from the bars and the clubs because it'll just be temptation city there. God has delivered you from them. And you've got a date night uh, uh, idea. We've got 50 minutes. Let's see if we can get 15 ideas. Just start nail, just send them, boom, 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 to my text line, 720-336-0897. Text me your favorite date, and I'll try to read it on the air. And right now, nobody's texting, so I, let's see if we can get 15 by the end of the show so that we can share them on the air uh, so that everybody can enjoy them. Text me, 720-336-0897. I would love to share your date night or date day or date week or whatever idea. 720-336-0897. Let's go over to Atlantic City, New Jersey. James is on the phone. James, welcome to the program. Hey, James, are you with us? Oh, bummer. I was looking forward to that question. He had a question on spiritual gifts. Uh, so call me back. Let's talk about spiritual gifts. I still don't have any texts for date nights or date days or date ideas. Uh, obviously, uh, you can go to the movies uh, when they open up. I mean, with COVID, <laughs> what are we going to do with COVID? But there's a lot of options with COVID. A couple of years ago, Marie and I purchased bikes and we went bike riding together. Um, that's that's an option. Um, do I'm, Am I going to give all 15 of them? Uh, give me a text me, 720 336 0897. So here's a text question. As a society, uh, we often convert sin into a psychological abnormal, abnormal, 
excuse me, abnormality. Is this an attempt to take sin out of our attention and further promote the worldview? This is a great question. The reason I'm taking it is I want to explain a little bit on how to answer it. Um, So here's an idea. Walk in the park. Uh, Here's another one. Explore God's kingdom. All right, so we're just, we need 13 more. Uh, So I'm just going to throw them in from time to time. Uh, Give me your date, night, date, day ideas. So we're down to, to 13. So we need 13 by the end of the program. Text me, 720-336-0897. We have Walk in the Park, Explore God's Kingdom, Movie Night at Home. Um, that's three. Keep them coming. So how about this psychological, is, is it further promoting the worldview? The answer is maybe or probably, but it's not absolute. And I think that's where we make a mistake. There are certainly... There's certainly language that comes to us from the psychological world that's used to describe sin that isn't necessarily trying to promote a worldview. There are definitely psychological issues physiologically in people's brains that aren't necessarily, that are actually a result of sin that lead to more sin, right? So it's possible that what you describe can be a something to promote the worldview instead of calling uh, sexual sin adultery or homosexuality. They make it into some disease. Drunkenness is now a disease. Go to the art museum, four. Go on a hike, five. But the if it's a conversion to get away uh, from acknowledging you've sinned against a holy God, then yeah, it is. But not always. Not always. Okay, here, watch. Uh, here's number seven. We're getting there, guys. Watch the four gospel movies on Netflix. Uh, hiking. We, did we, I think we did hike. No, we didn't. Hiking. Board games in the basement. Ooh, doing an escape room. We have, we've actually done an escape room. That was fun. <laughs> it can be pretty uh, frustrating when, you're, when, you, uh, when you can't get out, but uh, it's fun. Escape uh, room. That's that's a good one. Uh, axe throwing. Wait a minute. It, it all depends on if you're getting along. But no, axe throwing. That's been a new one. Uh, so we're at ten. Here's eleven. Camping. You guys are killing it now. So keep them coming. Camping is another one. Escape room's pretty popular. Going to the gun range. That's twelve. Uh, let's see here. So keep them coming. Uh, we're at twelve. We need three more by the end of the show. We're totally gonna get that. 303-690-3000. Ooh, taking a cooking class, 13. Uh, kayaking or paddle boarding, 14. I hope you are listening that texted in. A picnic in the mountains, ding, ding, ding. That's 15, but you can still keep them coming. Uh, garage sale. Um, go to a public sports game, like a Dodger game. Go to a Dodger game. That's the Los Angeles Dodgers. And here's how that works. Uh, whenever the Dodgers are playing, it's a Dodger game. So when they're here in Colorado, and props to any Rockies listening, I love baseball. I love you, Rockies. If you want to invite me to watch the game, I will come. I love the Rockies, but I'm a Dodger fan. And if it's a Dodgers are in town, it's a Dodger game. And I will go to it dressed in my Dodger blue. But go to a uh, sports event. Yes, um, somebody left a m- voice message. We do not get them. So please uh, only text. 
Romantic dinner at home. Um, very good. Painting classes. Very good. Uh, what else did you have? A road trip to a cute town. We got plenty of those in Colorado. Uh, tutorials. <laughs> That's a good one. Tutorials from YouTube to see who does better. Interesting. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's let's go back. A drive to the top of Tyke, Pike's Peak. So I'm going to stop reading them for a second. Keep them coming in. These are awesome. Uh, and I'll try to use the last couple minutes to read them all. But we're up to 21 already. So thank you for responding. Uh, uh, I'll read them all in a minute. So keep them coming in. Why does God make it so hard for some people to believe that he is good? For instance, my father gave his life to Christ, but his brother committed suicide later in life and led him to lead the faith. He admits he hopes he won't go to hell if it's true, but at the same time, he's more free than I've ever seen him since his brother's death. Well, this is a really good question, and I'm grateful that you were brave enough. You sent it in texting, and I see it. So I'm, I'm grateful that you're brave enough to share it. Let me just start by saying God does not make it so hard for some people to believe that he's good. It's not God that does it. Uh, instead, it's sin. And it's the result of sin. And this poor man's hopelessness that led him to suicide has caused great pain in your dad. And I'm sorry about that. It's deep, deep, searing pain. But you see, God, he makes it easy to believe. He makes it as easy as possible to believe that he is good and that there is hope. And that there is hope that even God would be fair to the brother that committed suicide. But it is a good question because that's kind of how it feels. Huh? It feels like God's making it hard, but he's not. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love toward us. And yet, while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But I'm telling you, feelings so overwhelm us that you don't you begin to doubt that God's good. You begin to doubt that it's fair. And it, it, it's not fair to experience death. Death is an enemy. And suicide is horrific. It's one of the most horrific things to experience in a family. And it, it sears deeply. I, I'm I was uh, editing, fi finishing up, and my assistant was doing it yesterday, the um, a book that I've put together after the death of my son. Um, dealing with uh, the hard stuff with death and dealing with the, um, the very feelings that you're describing. And, you know, it's hard to get through. You don't get over it, uh, but you get through it. You take it with you along the way. And so I want to let you know we're working on a book. I can't offer it to you now because we haven't printed it yet, but we're working on a book that will help a person like your dad. And I'd love, I'm going to text you back and I would love to get an address and I'll send this as a gift. As soon as it's done, uh, we'll put, we'll, I, I don't know when it's going to be done. Hopefully this year, um, we're very close to the end. Um, I'll send your dad a gift, um, because my heart is, you know, I can see so many people hurting and then they're mad at God 
And I address that in the book because, you know, Mr. Ed and Pastor Ed and all that nonsense, like I, I, I'm just a man and I was mad and questioning and wrestling with what I believe. Like you don't even, you, sometimes you get to the place in, this, in the pain that you aren't even sure what you believe anymore. And uh, so I'm going to keep this text. I'm going to respond to you. You guys listening, just keep your ears open. You know, we'll do our best to, to get the word out and promote. But I think the working title is God's Help for Your Troubled Heart. Um, and we have a series of Bible studies that are on our app called Help for the Troubled Heart, I think, uh, that the book was taken from. So if you want to listen ahead of time, you can listen to the Bible studies. Just go to our app. Let me see if I can find it. I'm going to pull the app up. I'm going to click it. So I'm opening the app and it says messages. I'm going to scroll through the messages and there is, so we're going to have to go through, I think, series archive. And it says right there, help for the troubled heart. So just a couple of clicks, go to studies, messages, series archive, and help for the troubled heart. So I'll respond to this text message. And uh, let me just pray for your dad. Father, I pray for this man who um, doesn't believe you're good because he lost his brother horrifically. And I pray that you would really reveal yourself behind the pain. And whether this is a son or a daughter, bless them that they love your dad. They love their dad. Praise God for kids that love their parents. So I pray your blessing on this family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let me just go uh, back and read through some of the date nights uh, just to end the show on a high note. Um, and so I'm going to keep track because you guys are amazing. Museums, art galleries, uh, it's great. Volunteer together, serve at church together. I'll add to that. Uh, thank you. Go hiking. Uh, go to sports. Again, go to a Dodger game or football. If you're, a, if you're a Bronco and you're listening, I'd love to go to one of your games. If you're a Nuggets, because sometimes I make fun. You're like, oh, you guys, he doesn't even like us. No, I love sports. Uh, I'm just a Dodgers fan. But sports, when COVID-19 ends, yes. Hiking again, yes. Painting ceramics class, uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, hike days with a picnic lunch. So we're up to 10, 27 ideas. Some of them are duplicated. So um, uh, here's a text. Gino, I love what you do. Listen to you all the time. What's your thoughts on The Chosen? <laughs> I'm not Gino. <laughs> Gino's on the other station. My name is Ed, so you have to ask him. Ice cream together. Uh, and I am totally joking, but I'm going through the end of the show with these ideas. I love that question. What's a good way to date? You guys are killing it. Uh, axe throwing, archery. Archery wasn't mentioned. The axe throwing is interesting. Uh, bowling, of course. Top golf. Fishing. Fishing is one. Uh, exploring some of the old small towns in Colorado. Yes, there's a lot of those. Ooh, a couple's massage. Interesting. Go to the outdoors. And mountains. So we're at 10, 20, 33. Go to a hotel and dinner for one night. I took Marie downtown Denver on our anniversary. We went to a movie. Uh, we ate uh, at happy hour, half price on the food, uh, and got a hotel room downtown Denver because of a friend of mine, Pastor Lonnie Trujillo, um, was able to help us with a hotel ticket or a, a hotel, whatever, uh, room. Uh, and that was fun. I've done that. Episode of Chopped. We make dinner. For the other and random ingredients in the fridge. 
That's a great idea. Make dinner together you've never made. Yes, I like the chopped idea. A great date is to have an appetizer at several restaurants. We've done a food tour as well. Good time. I'm almost, let me see, I'm almost there. Drive-in movies are open. Very good. Uh, Alpine slide, river rafting. Wow. Uh, Day hike, surrounded by awesome trails. Paddle boarding, whitewater rafting. Yes. Date night, go to a public sports. We got that one. Uh, my grandsons and father set up a table for dinner with candles and flowers, and they made dinner, and the sons served them dinner and music. That's good. Um, hike to the alluvial fan. I don't know what that is, but look it up. Um, I like this grandson thing in the basement. It's kind of cool. And Panning for gold. How about the Hotwood Springs up with my friend in Glenwood? That's another one. Uh, paintball. <laughs> It depends on whose team you're on. Paintball, tennis, scuba diving, uh, the Denver Aquarium. Uh, what else? Putt-putt. We got quite a bit. Am I done yet? Uh, go for a walk. So I asked for 15 and 15, and we took a question, and we had 10, 20, 30, 40, 51, and a lot of them were repeated. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope the person that texts and all the married couples have a working list now of different ideas to go out on some creative date. Uh, come out to church this weekend. We're in person at Calvary Church. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. calvaryco.church. You want any information on forgiveness, bitterness, or anything like that, email me, ed at edtaylor.org. God bless you guys. See you this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.